Welcome to the Fat Talks podcast. Here we will share lessons to help you on your business and fitness journey. I'll be sharing practical solutions from building my business and having mind-opening conversations with amazing personalities too. My name is Tommy Rotimi. I'm the founder and creative director of Exclamations by Tommy Rotimi, a proudly Nigerian premium ready-to-wear brand I founded almost two decades ago. I'm also the author of the best-selling book, Fat Transfer from Waistline to Bottom Line, a book on life lessons for fitness and business. Welcome to Fat Talks. Hello, welcome to my podcast. Welcome to another episode of Fat Talks by Tony. Another day, another episode. It has been a while. It has been a while. To be honest, I have missed recording these episodes and I honestly always feel like I need to apologize for being away for so long. I blame it on life. I feel life happens, but it really is true. Life is happening. Um, but I'm glad to be recorded again. In my last post on Instagram, I think the post before the last one actually, I did a kind of a mini series on lessons I had learned during this season. And my hiatus, if you may call it that, has been due to this season. And I talked about some of the lessons I had learned now that I kind of was coming to the end of the season. But we all know that as one season ends, another season begins. And as long as we have breath, we are going to transition from one season to the other. And we have to be ready for those transitions. And we have to be intentional about enjoying those seasons taking all the lessons from those from those seasons and being very present in the season apart from learning and being present we also have to be sensitive to the skills that we need to kind of imbibe or even the habits we need to imbibe so that we can be successful in this present season and maybe even more importantly be prepared for the subsequent season that is what i want to talk about today if you didn't get the hint already i really want to talk about some of the lessons i have learned from this last season and it's not to say i'm totally out of it i kind of thought i was but in hindsight now just thinking through it all I don't think I'm quite done, but I'm definitely at another phase of it. And I, I'm still very intentional about being present and learning through it. So today I want to talk to you about some of what I have learned from my past season. And I'm hoping that that would help you. The truth is every lesson I learn in every season really are valid irrespective of what season I, I mean. Most of them are universal truths that you relearn in a different way every time. 
so let me jump right into it i hope i haven't been ra- you know, rambling um <laughs> incoherently i hope you understand a little bit of what i'm talking about but um let me go right into it the very first lesson that i want to talk about it is the lesson of being nimble the lesson of being nimble and by being nimble i mean being able to adapt to whatever season or situation you might find yourself in the truth of the matter is when you do get into a new season what really rattles you is the newness of it the fact that you haven't been in that season before the fact that you haven't experienced some of the things you're going to be experiencing before it's very unnerving because many of us consider ourselves experts or you know you you feel like you have learned a lot in um, your past season and you know you think you're just going to coast through the next one and the truth is until you are in it no amount of preparation can actually protect you for the initial shock some shock is going to come along the way and you need to be prepared for the shock you know i find that sometimes when you get into a new season you know you want to keep going as if nothing has changed you just want to you know keep it moving as if nothing has changed and sometimes your bravado or your resilience and determination can carry you so far but you are going to hit a wall you're going to hit a wall at some point all of this newness is going to hit you and you have to embrace the fact that you really will have to change some things in your life if you want to survive the season and beyond survival if you want to thrive so that is what i call being nimble being nimble for me is being aware of the change and be ready to adapt to the change of course i'll give you an example one of the things that um, i've had to do in this new season for me is travel a lot i find myself not being in lagos or in the uk which is where i travel between um for anything more than three months and then i'm off again and i'm off you know and if you have children abroad you understand this movement you understand this lifestyle a lot of us are going through this right now in this season um in in life that many of us are in right now so how do you manage to stay sane how do you manage to um deal with your life even though you are not stable you know how do you kind of manage the relationships that you have how do you manage your business how do you manage your family dynamics how do you manage yourself you know if you just find the disruptions that come with moving so often you find it you know disruptive or nervous how do you deal with that you have to be nimble you know and i'm not going to be able to touch on all the lessons today because i really do want to deep dive a little bit 
share my experience a little bit, right? Um, just so that you you can identify what I'm talking about. So one of the things that I did early on when I started traveling so often was I began to empower my team, right? I began to empower my team and um, I knew I had to do this because one of the things that could easily suffer, you know, if I wasn't intentional was my business. My business turned 20 last year. You know, come August, which is next month, my business is going to be 21. I had to embrace the fact that, you know, this wasn't the time for me to throw a big um, 20th anniversary party. I had to focus all my energies on preparing my team for the inevitable, which was I wasn't going to be around as often. I would not be around to handhold them. Some of the things that I unknowingly did, you know, in terms of micromanaging, and in terms of being so hands-on, I had to gradually detach myself and allow my team members to make their mistakes, put processes in place that would not only protect them, but that would empower them. This was almost like a two-year process, to be honest. You know, I did so many things um, in preparing my team and preparing my business for my absence. It was tough. Um, you have to make some investments, monetary investment, when you are trying to depersonalize your business, which is what I was trying to do. Depersonalize your business and um, be a little bit more hands-off. This was probably the best thing I did for my business. My team members made a lot of mistakes. I had to fire some people within the team who I felt needed too much hand-holding or who were not reliable. I had to make that difficult decision. People who, who I was fond of, you know, my business had either outgrown or they were no longer committed to it in the way that I needed people to be while I was away. So there was a lot of weeding going on. There was a lot of structure building. There was a lot of investment going on in business so that I could depersonalize. Now, the way I would depersonalize my business might be different from the way you would depersonalize, depending on how hands-on you are. Well, either way, you need to look at your business critically. Look at every area of your business that involves you 100% and see how you can detach yourself gradually. Also, you want to empower yourself. Those roles that you feel you are still the one, you know, at the helm, you need to empower yourself so that you can do those things um, even in your absence physically. You know, roles that can be virtual, things that will keep things going even in your absence that still need you hands-on. You have to find tools, right? Um, take advantage of technology. One of the things I did, for instance, was I installed um, the ring camera from them, endorsing them, this is not a paid ad, but, you know, that was one thing that really helped me. Any kind of camera, um, video camera system, security system, I put those in place so that I could kind of monitor some of the things that were going on even in my absence. 
I could have a conversation with my people, even without the phones, you know, sometimes um, with network challenges, that was easier. Just, you know, I'm not going to pick on the nitty gritty, but that was one of the things that I did, right? And um, I tried hiring a few new hands before I left so that would increase uh, our capacity as well. So that was a big one for me. So if that is going to be something that you are preparing for and you're wondering how your business will survive, your business, you have to be nimble. Your business has to be able to adapt to the fact that you're not going to be so um, present physically and you have to be intentional. You know, don't let life happen to you. Don't let things just happen to you. Too many people find that their business ends when they relocate or when they have to move um, or they have to travel often. It happens. I know too many businesses that have experiences, you know, so that's one big thing. The second thing that I did was to create a network in this other environment. You know, this was huge. This was tough, but huge because we are all social beings. And if you don't want to deal with the inevitable loneliness that would come from moving away from your comfort zone, as it were, to this new place, then you also have to be intentional about creating a social network. You know, so, you know, to make friends, you have to be friendly. So go for events, right? Go for events. Join groups, you know. I joined a couple of WhatsApp groups of people who were there. I deliberately reached out to some of my friends who had also really relocated, got in touch with them. Um, and this really helped, to be honest. Got in touch with family members, and I was just intentional with uh, keeping in touch with family members who were also based in the UK. So this was huge for me, and this really helped me. So that when I was over there, I had kind of like my, my network there as well. And when I got back here, I also had um, a network. You need that support system. Now, I don't want anybody to go into this feeling like they are all that and you can deal, you know, and what will be will be. Please don't be that person. What will be will not be, you know. Things will happen because you did not create your life. You need to design the life you want. You need to be intentional about designing the life you want, right? And one of the things we need in life is a social network we are social beings even if you are introverted find that two three four five people that you connect with over there you know i was very intentional about this and to be honest i think that helped me immensely it helped me immensely a third thing that i did when um so that really helped me with this was when i was back home in nigeria i was very intentional you know, and you will hear the word intentional several times in this episode because everything is down to how intentional you are. I was very intentional about focusing on what I needed to do in the short term to prepare my business and myself for when I was absent. You know, so if you're a business owner, you need to see those those months when you are around as very, very significant very important and very instrumental to your business health you know so talking about business again but this actually relates to every other thing you know so whenever i did come home 
I was very intentional. If I needed to create a collection that would sustain my business while I was away, I would do that. If I needed to put my team through some extra training that I noticed they needed, maybe some gaps within our processes uh, that I noticed while I was away, we handle those things, right? And sometimes it was even just about reconnecting with my team, you know, even on an emotional level, just so they know that, you know, even though I am physically absent, I am still committed because this business is not just about me. People are investing their lives in my business. People's livelihood depend on our, you know, profitability. So I can't be all, okay, you know what? You know, I can manage this bit, you know, they just have to cope with it. No, the business still has to be seen and going. The team has to still see you as super committed to the business, to the brand and to them. So whenever you do come home, it is so important that you connect with them emotionally and reassure them of your commitment to the business. I think this might be the single most important thing, you know, because the amount of commitment that they perceive will inform the commitment that they would also have. One big thing you must also do in driving this message is to empower them. I mentioned that before. But you need to empower them and, you know, allow them to have some ownership. You know, I'm not talking about ownership in terms of share structure or anything, but allow them to make decisions, allow them to make mistakes, allow them to experience reward, allow them to experience some of the consequences of right or wrong decisions, allow them to own their roles. This is such an important point because as entrepreneurs, we are really afraid sometimes to, you know, to let go of the reins and allow other people to step in. But this is really important if you want people to own um, these roles. And when people own the roles, you know, and they get to make decisions that would impact the organization, what happens is the level of commitment increases. The level of honor they feel from working with you also increases. And honor is something you cannot really monetize. People want to feel respected and appreciated. That's what honor is, you know. And um, allowing people to take ownership is a big deal. So while I was at giveaways, you know, some of my team members made mistakes, you know, mistakes which, you know, there would be consequences for. But, you know, I didn't talk down on them. I didn't, I was very, very intentional about allowing them to see why this mistake happened. But more importantly, allowing them to realize that this mistake is not something that counts against them, but it's the lesson that, you know, will eventually help them to be better. Just like I have made mistakes in the past. If you're going to empower anybody, one of the things you need to allow them to do is make mistakes. Like giving people the room to make mistakes, to bounce back from it, to learn from their mistakes, is probably the best thing you can do for your staff. It's probably the best thing you can do for them within the role they're managing as well as as human beings, right? So give your people room to make errors. 
but create processes that protect people from themselves as well so that they are not as exposed to these mistakes um, and they can bounce back and the organization can also bounce back. So obviously there's a fine line, but it's something we all must learn, right? I think I'm done. I think I'm done with today's episode. This was a short one, but um, I did promise that I was going to share some of the lessons that I've learned. And I think these three are huge. And I want you to listen to this over and over and over again. One last thing that I'm going to mention, and I, I know I said that was the last one, but you know, this just kind of came to mind. And again, I think this is so super important. Focus. Focus. Every new season determines a new level of focus. A new interest of focus. For me, this season was all about my children. You know, guys, we're family now, so real talk. This was all about my children and helping them in this season of their life. Uh, you guys know I'm a Jesus girl. And I knew this was one of the things that I felt the Lord say to me, that this season was primarily about my children and me being a support system to them. So this was my focus. So if I wanted my business to run almost on autopilot, I had to be intentional, knowing that my focus, you know, would have to be divided, right? And when I say focus on the children, that doesn't mean take your eye off the ball on every other thing in your life. No, it means that you have to be intentional about creating a life and an environment that allows you to focus while not allowing every other thing um, to, to fall through the cracks, okay? So that was one of the reasons why I had to create all those solutions within my business and put all this infrastructure within my business so that it would allow me to focus. But focus is important. You have to be aware of what this season demands, right? So that you don't miss out on what that season is for, okay? So if the focus for that season is your children, then that has to be priority. Another season may demand some investment in your business and some more focus in your business. That, at that time, will be priority. But that doesn't mean every other thing will suffer. So it's about creating the life that works for you, okay? So focus is important. And you have to, in focusing, you may need to kind of accept the fact that some things may not grow at the pace you would prefer it to grow because your focus is divided. You have to be okay with this. This is not the season to compare yourself with other people. It is not the season to have regrets. It's not the season to you know, to do any kind of fire brigade method. This is the season to understand what the season means, what it represents, where your focus should be and create a life that allows you to focus. Okay, being intentional about that. Yeah, sorry I had to throw that in because for me, I had to embrace that and that was a big one for me. I think the moment I kind of accepted um, that this is what I needed to do, it helped a whole lot. It really, really helped. Um, so I couldn't record podcast episodes every week like I would like. Um, I even went months without recording. And that was painful for me. But I knew that it wasn't something I would be authentic with if I did at the time. You know, now I have something to say. You know, this podcast is not just about me coming and recording for the sake of it. 
you know, I know people listen to this podcast and I know it's important to the people who um, listen to it. So when I come, I come authentic and I come with a message. And that's what this message is about. So that's it. Thank you so, so very much for listening. Um, one of the big things that I enjoyed during my last um, hiatus was reading reviews for my book, Some of, it, Some of Many Parts which is my fictional memoir. I want to really thank all the many, many, many people who bought the book and who took time to send reviews. Um, if you want to read some of those reviews, please go to Amazon, check um, some of many parts. My my author name is Tommy Rotimi. Um, so check it out and read the reviews. And if you haven't bought the book, you can get the book on Amazon. If you're in Nigeria and you're trying to get the book, all you need to go, all you need to do is go to the link in my bio on Instagram. My Instagram handle is Tommy.Rutini. And all you need to do is click the link in my bio. And there's a link right there, a seller link right there where you can buy the book and get it delivered to you immediately. If you are not in Nigeria and you want to get it, um, say you're in the UK, in Europe, Wherever there is Amazon, you can get it on Amazon. Um, and yeah, that's, and that's that. So please, please get the book. Please review the book. Please tell me what you think of a book. One of the things that, you know, really haunted me was the fact that I couldn't do a proper book launch for this. And it's still something I want to do. Um, and once I settle down a little bit, it's something I'm still going to do at some point. Um, but again, focus. That wasn't what I needed in that season. And that was okay, you know. But in spite of not having a formal book launch, you know, I still had so many people embrace the book, read the book, and review the book. So thank you so, so very much for that. And if that's it for today, thank you so, so very much for listening. I'll be back again very soon with another episode. Thank you for listening. Please let me know how this particular episode has impacted you. Send me an email on Tommy at TomiRotimi.com. To let me know um, if anything resonated with you with this episode or if just to tell me you've missed me that would be awesome um, podcasting is a very lonely space so we thrive on feedback you know um, I was speaking to another podcaster and she said one of the reasons why she stopped recording her podcast was because she wasn't getting feedback and that after she stopped recording her, her podcast she got a couple of emails from people who had been listening, say they missed her podcast and they wanted, uh, they wondered why she had stopped. You know, and she was like, why didn't you tell me that? You know, it's such a lonely space. So this is me asking you to please send me a message. Uh, you can send me a message on Instagram, send me a DM on Instagram, send me an email or even a voice note on, on this app. And that would be hugely appreciated as well as encourage it. Thank you so much. Speak to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to my podcast. This was an amazing episode. Please subscribe to the podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Also, buy the book. Bank Transfer from Westline to Bottom Line is available on Amazon and also on www.tomirotimi.com. I would love to hear from you. 
Let me know what resonated with you in the episode or in the book by tagging me on Instagram at tommy.rotimi or tag the book page Fat Transfer by Tommy. Looking forward to the next episode. Tune in please. Thank you and bye.